everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. This is your Equipped for Change special edition. I'm your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. And I wanted to talk today about triggers and trauma as it, de- as it relates to our whole concept of change. Um, You've heard me say over and over again, change is a process that begins with an event. The process includes navigating the shift of transformation, as I call it, to get to your next normal. But what happens when you or others resist change? What is it that makes people push back and fight to do something that doesn't logically make sense to act against what's best for them? and instead to hold on to things that are detrimental and even um, harmful. And I did an episode um, of this podcast on comfort zones that you really should go back and listen to because that's definitely a large part of the resistance factor. But we also have to examine what I call triggers and trauma that arise when people are faced with a change event. So what are triggers and what are trauma? Triggers cause an event or a situation to happen or exist. Um, it releases something that sets off a, a action or a result. It's a stimulus that causes feelings of trauma or intense emotion. Uh, triggers are automatic. They're subconscious. They're based on associations that our minds have created due to an event, a stress, a trauma, um, something that happened. Uh, For example, if you went through a bad breakup and there was a particular song on the radio that you played right after or that was playing um, while you were being dumped, quote unquote, then that song becomes a a trigger for you and brings back those feelings. Um, For me, it was thunderstorms and rain because when I was in Hurricane Katrina and I spent, you know, five days um, in my attic and, and on a roof to you know, and going through that storm, every time I was in a thunderstorm, my mind automatically took me back to being in that roof and watching the water rise beneath my feet um, as I'm in the midst of a hurricane. Um, If you have ever had a situation where someone made you feel bad about yourself or you lost someone that was close to you, whatever colors or songs or smells, little snippets of information about the surroundings and, and, and what you were doing are going to be associated with that high emotional content, that high emotional reaction and stress. So this, these triggers are things that our minds embed in us and, 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 and the brain creates these as markers in our memory. And it does so, so that anytime something like that comes up again, we're going to automatically go into fight or flight response. It's, it's meant to protect us. It's not meant to cause us to, to, to disconnect from life. It's not meant to cause us to feel unable to, to deal with things or to move forward or to be prosperous or successful. It's really meant to protect us. But when you don't deal with the triggers, when you don't recognize the trauma, when you don't put two and two together in your mind and realize what's happening, then your automatic response, your subconscious response can cause a whole lot of damage and wreak a whole lot of havoc. 
So trauma is deeply disturbing or distressing experiences. It's a response that overwhelms your ability to cope. It causes feelings of helplessness. It diminishes your self, sense of self and your ability to, to feel a full range of emotions and experiences. Basically, you are trapped in the negative emotion. You're trapped in the panic. You're trapped in the fear. You're trapped in feeling bad about yourself. You're trapped in feelings of hopelessness. You're trapped in feeling like you're out of control. That trauma imprints on your psyche that high, overwhelming emotion of this is not right and I am not safe. And when we look at triggers and trauma as it relates to change, when something suddenly happens, when you have that catalyst, that change event, that's a catalyst. For people who have issues, um, traumatic issues, or who have experienced things in their lives that have really caused them a lot of distress, those triggers can bring up past trauma. And so simple things like language or certain words that you use, sights, sounds, smells, colors, all of that can set it off because it automatically puts you back into this is where I was before. It brings you out of the present back into the past in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the fear. So what do you do? What happens when you are in the midst of a change event and you are going through a shift of transformation and you find yourself triggered and, 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 and being pulled back into a traumatic experience or popped back into the memory of a traumatic experience? What do you do when you're leading other people and you find that the people you're working with are triggered by words or language or, or, or situations? How do you manage that? How do you navigate that? And most importantly, how do you equip your people to be able to move through that? So I'm gonna give you four different things that I try, that I use, and these are born out of ways that I've worked with other clients, as well as things that I've had to do um, myself to deal with my post-traumatic stress disorder that came as a result of being um, in my house during Katrina. The first one is stop. Triggers cause an emotional spiral and you have to stop the free fall. So you need to stop that, that free fall. You need to have people refocus on you or on this current situation. You need to have them relax and you need to have them breathe. So if you are going through a, an emotional traumatic response or, or you're being triggered by something, I need you to tell yourself, stop, just breathe, just relax. Remind yourself of where you are currently. Tell yourself you are not back where you were before when you experienced the trauma. Tell yourself you are not on that roof. You are not in that abusive relationship. You are not being dressed down and made, up and made fun of by other people. You are not being spoken to in a way that is beneath you and that is disrespectful. You are not being the, the result of microaggressions or systemic racism or discrimination. You are not being called names. You are not there anymore. So you have to stop and tell yourself, I'm not there. And you have to take some deep breaths and you have to relax and refocus. Now, 
there's a whole nother thing that you do if, if those are situations that you are in again. Um, and I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about situations that are triggered by an event or a sound or a sight or a word um, or a song or anything that is remotely similar to something that you've experienced before. And it is something that you've already come out of. So that, that I want to make sure that that foundation is clear. So the first thing you do is you stop and you refocus, you relax and you breathe. The second step is you have to get the, get to the root examine the cause ask yourself what is it about this situation that is causing this reaction what is it about this song what is it about this word what is it about this scenario what is it about this exchange that's causing me to react the way that i am how is this similar to something else that caused the same reaction where did this start and you have to do that in the moment so that you can understand how to begin to separate those triggers from that past trauma. The third thing you need to do is reset. Bring yourself back to the present. Trauma occurs in the past and triggers take you back to that moment in time. So you need to reset and reframe your thoughts to present day and pull yourself out of the past to be able to say, I am no longer in danger. I am no longer a victim. I am no longer being subjected to this. I am no longer um, in harm's way. Whatever it is, you need to start telling yourself, this is not what I thought it was. I am no longer back there. I am safe. Your fourth step is to rethink. Rethink your response, plan a new course of action based on new understandings of your current um, events and, and current things that are going on. You need to substitute and replace that traumatic response, that triggered response with something different. When it came to me being a, um, going, through the, going through Hurricane Katrina, every time thunderstorms came up, I would automatically get panic attacks. If there was more than, I'd say, three inches of water, standing water outside, I would immediately think that it was going to flood again and I would have to get out. And it wasn't until I started to tell myself, you are not on your roof. You are not in your attic. This is a thunderstorm that is a cleansing opportunity. I had to reframe and redefine what that trigger meant in order to replace that in my mind so that I wouldn't automatically go back to having nightmares and breaking out in cold sweats and, and being completely immobilized by the fear. Because I will tell you, when triggers happen, it pushes you back into a state of mind that seems vivid and real, that you believe that you are back in the situation that caused the trauma. Do not underestimate the power of our minds. When you're dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and other trauma responses, they're triggered by seemingly normal things to others, but they're real to you. Our minds are, are incredible in, the, in its ability to create and visualize scenes and situations that seem and feel real. So don't underestimate that. 
but you have to reset. You have to replace that trigger and that trauma with something else. Whenever the thunderstorms, whenever I, I, I was involved in thunderstorms after Katrina, for a few years, quite a few years, I would immediately have panic attacks. And then I realized that I could not function. I could not live my life fully and wholly and authentically and, and be happy if every time it rained hard, I was left incapacitated. So I started to reprogram my mind to think differently about thunderstorms. I had to separate the fact that a regular thunderstorm is not a hurricane. A regular thunderstorm or a, or a hard rain is not being in a category five storm. Having three inches of standing water in the yard is not having 15 feet of water in my house. I had to make a distinction between the two. And I had to keep telling myself, this is something that happened to me then. This is not something that is happening to me now. So you have to understand that just because you don't see the big deal, that this doesn't mean that it's not real to other people. Helping someone to walk through the process and understanding the role that triggers play and trauma plays in their reaction to change events is key if you're going to be working with people. It is imperative if you yourself are going to be able to navigate the process of change successfully. We cannot separate our emotions, our feelings, our thoughts, our past experiences from the things that we need to do both personally and professionally. When you're leading a team or an, or an organization through change, open, honest dialogue about feelings, emotion, triggers, and trauma will help foster understanding and collaboration and cooperation. You have to understand the role that our emotions play in all of this. Gone are the days where we can compartmentalize and, and dismiss feelings and experiences and, and the personal from the professional. We're in the midst of a global pandemic right now. People are living their lives and trying to cope through a traumatic event while still trying to work, while still trying to find some sense of normalcy, while still trying to feel as if they haven't completely lost control while still trying to hold on to and have some hope when they have no idea about really what's going to be next. And we have to understand that there are triggers for different people in the same situations and people react differently. There are some people who shut down. There are some people who become more emotional. There are some people who become angry. But in all cases, you have to understand your triggers and your responses, and you have to be able to understand that other people are being triggered by something that's happened. When we're dealing with issues of engagement and culture and diversity and equity and inclusion and belonging, that requires a different approach. It requires a people-centered approach. It's not about policies and processes. It's not about a checklist. It's not about, well, we don't do that here or we don't deal with that now because you're on quote, quote unquote work time. Triggers and trauma don't take a break. 
They don't say, oh, it's during the work week and you're in the middle of an important meeting, so let's not do this now. They don't. You have to take control of it. You have to acknowledge it. You have to reprogram your mind and your way of thinking. You have to take responsibility for it. You have to own it. You have to recognize it. You have to embrace it. Until I embraced the trauma that I had experienced through Hurricane Katrina, until I embraced and acknowledged the traumatic effects that growing up black in South Carolina had on me when people would call me the N-word and people would say things about my, my, my background or make assumptions about my ability. There are so many things, little nuances and microaggressions that's like death by a, a thousand paper cuts. There are so many things that go into making us who we are. There are so many stimuli and, and bits of information that go into helping us to grow and develop and evolve. There are so many things that causes our minds to, to trigger emotional reactions to things because we take in millions of bits of information at once and we can't even, we don't even know about all of them until something comes up. But when you start thinking about triggers and trauma and you start realizing that one, this is real, and two, you have to be more understanding and empathetic for yourself and for others, and three, this is something that you can actually manage. This is something that you can be equipped to deal with. This is something that does not have to overcome you, overwhelm you, and overrun you. This is something that you can beat. It's something that you can overcome. It will take you being honest and open. It will take you being observant. It'll take you having the wherewithal and the presence of mind to halt an emotional spiraling response, reaction, to ask yourself some hard questions in the midst of it so that you can craft a better response. You're gonna have to be bigger than your triggers. You're gonna have to be bigger than your trauma. But the good news is you already are. You just need to walk in it. You just need to believe it. You just need to understand it. And you just need to have some steps and some things that are going to help you through it. There are a number of people who are triggered by the words Black Lives Matter. There are a number of people who have become triggered by people telling them to wear a mask during COVID-19. There are a number of people who have become triggered because of certain words that people use to politicize situations, to cause a fear response, to make you feel as if you are out of control and to cause you to want to push back against change because you are fearful of losing what you think you have. Triggers and trauma, if you are not careful, can be used against you. Triggers and trauma, if you are aware of them, can be used to help you to grow, to help you to evolve, to help you to navigate through the shift of transformation to become better than you were before, to be able to overcome things and issues and problems that would have, would have rendered you helpless before. Your triggers and your trauma are the key to your transformation. 
Your triggers and your trauma are things that you have to deal with. You have to recognize. You have to figure out, how do I get past this? Not by dismissing it, not by pushing it away, not by acting as if it doesn't exist, not by pretending that you're okay when you're not, but facing it, being honest with yourself, asking yourself the hard questions, and being willing and open to listen to others when they are going through the same thing. When we're in, as we're in the midst of a global pandemic, and we're trying to figure out how to work and how to create some sense of normalcy in our lives. As we are dealing with the, this, the social justice issues and social unrest um, and, and the, the, the renewed calls for dismantling systemic racism and discrimination, as we are looking at our organizations and our communities and our churches and our groups and our, our, our social constructs to look at how we can become more diverse, how can we become more equitable, how can we be more inclusive, and how can we foster a, a feeling of belonging. As we start looking at the fact that we do not exist in a vacuum, we are not islands unto ourselves, but instead we are people who are interconnected and the ripple effect of what happens with one person will touch others long after they are gone. When we really understand this and we really accept this and we really shift our mindset to embracing this, then we can put triggers and trauma in their, in their proper place, in their proper context. We don't give them any more credence than they, than they, than they deserve. We don't give them any more attention. We don't give them any more power. But we understand that it's a part of who we are. It's a part of what makes us human. It's a part of what creates for us this thing we call life. I talk about being equipped for change because I need you to understand how important your mind is. I talk about being equipped for change because it really is a process that may start with an event, but the majority of it happens within our minds and the way that we think. Our mindset is key because however we think, that influences our behavior, it influences our decision-making, it influences the way we react to things, it influences the way we respond to things, it influences the way that we learn, it influences the way that we love, it influences the relationships that we make, and it influences our success. I'm not a typical consultant who talks only about strategy and processes and protocols and procedures. I look at the root cause. I look at and examine and give you tools and tips of how we can begin to adjust our mindset, adjust our thinking, not create new ways of acting or behaving, quote unquote, so that we can carry out a set of steps, but instead create a new way of thinking so that we can create a new way of being. And now this is who we are. We're not trying to make it work. We're not going through the motions. We're not clicking off, you know, checking off some boxes. But we are making decisions and honoring those decisions with actions based on who we are now. Growth, progress, 
those are the things that we are trying to get at. Those are the things that you need to be equipped for change. Those are the things that you need when you're going through the shift of transformation. I had another podcast episode I just did about the seasons of change. And it talked about how during different seasons of the process of change, there are different things that are required of us. There are different ways in which we think, there are different ways in which we interact with ourselves and others in the world around us. All of this is a process of growth and learning. All of this is a necessary process of transformation. Transformation is when you are no longer who you were before. You have changed so drastically and so completely that you can't even identify or relate to what you were before or the way that you thought before. Think about what happens when people are encountered with situations and they empathize, they may sympathize, but you really can't understand what it's like because you haven't walked in those shoes. Once you've gone through an event and you've experienced it for yourself, you have now been transformed. Your way of thinking and, 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 and feeling about this and the way that in which you see it is different because you have experienced it firsthand and you know what it feels like. You're not just observing it from the outside, but you are connecting with it. The same thing happens when you are able to think about the triggers that others have. The same thing happens when you are able to understand the trauma that others go through. When we talk about the, the, the impact of COVID-19 and the global pandemic, when we talk about the impact of social justice issues and reform, when we talk about the call for dismantling systemic racism, when we talk about the ways in which diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging are becoming more prevalent pieces of the conversation. When we talk about all of these shifts that are happening, it's because people are being transformed. They are owning the triggers. They are dealing with their trauma. They are being more empathetic. They are being more understanding and they are willing to listen and to have whole conversations and open dialogue with other people about what they're going through and what they're experiencing. You can't be a leader of anyone else if you don't have that skill and that ability. You can't lead yourself if you don't go through the process and allow yourself to really think about how am I allowing my triggers and my past trauma to inform my decision making? How am I why am I repeating the same things, the same cycles over and over and over again? Because I refuse to deal with and identify my triggers and I refuse to heal from my trauma. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to stumble through this process by yourself. You can work with someone, either a therapist, or you can work with me, or you can work with another professional that will help you to unpack this and to understand it and to develop the tools to navigate it and to overcome it. Triggers and trauma are real. And there are a whole lot of people that are gonna have a number of different triggers and a whole lot of trauma 
as a result of living through a global pandemic, a a an a, a mounting overcome a, a, a mounting recession, and a newly resurgent call for social justice and an end to systemic racism and discrimination. Let's move towards a more diverse and inclusive way of being and thinking and doing. Let's move towards being more empathetic and sympathetic. Let's move towards connecting to people at a human level. Let's move beyond trying to separate into us versus them. And instead, let's build a collective we. Let's be open to understanding what people are going through. And let's equip each other and support each other in the process of turning those triggers into catalysts for change and turning that trauma into learning opportunities and growth opportunities that are gonna help you to become better. I hope this has been helpful. Please reach out to me. Um, my website is carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Uh, please let me know what you're thinking, how this has impacted you, um, ways in which I can be of assistance to you or your organization. I look forward to working with you and to speaking with you and to walking with you along this journey to equip yourself and others to navigate and embrace change. Until next time.